Uh, today is uh, Gin and Tonic Day. Uh, that's the, an official holiday, Gin and Tonic Day. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Well, I no, but I'm glad to know it because that is, as we said in a past podcast, one of my that is my favorite. One of my favorite holidays of the, of the year. But later, later today, I will this. be cel- <laughs> celebrating Gin and Tonic Day with a little Bombay Sapphire in a glass with some oh. ice. There. Oh, Gin and Tonic. That's right. I like vodka. Tonic. Yeah. Never mind. Um, hey folks, I'm Bob Bates in Los Angeles, uh, joined as always by Susan Sakura up there in Northern California, and you are listening to Older and Wiser. And as always, we explore uh, public opinion surveys. Our first one this week uh, was conducted by SchlangerVisaInfo.com, and they asked 8,205 people to be exact. I mean, it was exactly 8,205 people. We are we are fact based here. We care about accuracy. So there you go. Uh, All these people were under 45 years of age, and they were asked how the uh, pandemic impacted their desire to travel. An overwhelming, get this, an overwhelming 95% of those people surveyed said they would consider traveling internationally once restrictions are lifted. So everybody's ready to get back on airplanes again and uh, start traveling. Not everybody. You said under 45. Yeah, ninety, but ninety-five percent of those people are are cool. They're so great. Once they once they lift the restrictions, uh, we're just gonna go. We're we're comfortable. Yes, with- and they and you know how they can afford to go to Europe at this point? They're back home living with mom and dad. <laughs> well, and they've been saving up through the p- pandemic, I guess. I think mm-hmm. the bigger question well, here is: Do you feel safe enough getting on airplanes? Um, we already are seeing airports cram full of people airplanes filling up like pre-pandemic days um there seems to be very little a concern even right now um about air travel among the population at least uh what about you would you travel would you fly um I won't fly if I have to go through an airport, and until I well, find that's the a way. millionaire who wants a wife my age uh, with a plane of his own, because I don't know how else it would happen at this point. I see. Um, Private plane, you no. would do. I think you if can. you could, yeah, if you could go from here at home to here on the plane, like, whoosh, yeah, fine. You do it. It's not if the, you got to go through the airport. Mm, gotcha. So it's not the plane itself that's I like, concerning. I don't like the airport time. I don't like the airport odds yet. No, it's the other. It's all those other people. That are a bit of a concern, even mm-hmm. though we, we, you also, and I, we have our, listen, here's, here's the thing. You and I, and many, many others have been vaccinated. Okay. So right. why are we concerned if we've been vaccinated? Why not just get on a plane? One word, one word, variants. Uh, variants are newer. Mm-hmm. And um, they don't always know everything about it because this thing is, it is a, it's organic, it's moving, it's a work in progress. And so um, I have heard that they think the, that the vaccines, the current vaccines that are available that we have gotten, um, I've heard that those are probably effective against the variants. But I want to know that they absolutely right. Are. Right, right, right. And At least until we know, yeah, that we airport. want the infection rates to come down so far that we feel confident that if we're on an airplane, um, there's a good chance 
there's not anybody on there with COVID-19, at least. We, we would love to feel that way, at least. Um, so our chances are much lower. One of the main reasons people want to get on planes isn't so much to take a trip to France for sightseeing. It's to visit family and friends outside of their own countries. I, I understand mm -hmm. that. Yeah. There's a, there's, once you've been sure. locked down for a year, there's a real yearning, uh, a, a primal kind of thing to see relatives that you haven't seen. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, no, we need people. I mean, that's that's become that's very clear. And um, some people handle the, you know, the isolation better than others. Um, if it's thrust upon you because of circumstances, I think it makes it less um, tolerable. And so, you know, that's um, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I'd like to see people, but I'm, they're not necessarily in Europe. Yeah. Um, most of them are in the United <laughs> well, we're States. We're lucky about so. that. Yeah, we don't I, yeah. Yeah, I don't have uh, people I need to see in other parts of the world either. I um, don't either. Now, this is interesting because they did also ask people, what do they think is the would be the best way to assure their safety as they travel? internationally. 62% um, of those uh, believe that the testing for COVID-19 upon arrival would be the very best way to do that. Um, I, you know, testing is pretty easy now and pretty plentiful. It does seem like uh, airports should be able to set up a system where if you've got people coming into your country, you can just do a quick test and find out if they have COVID before they set foot you know, is it an instant results? Uh, it would need to be, wouldn't it? It would need to be, a, you know, 15-minute yeah. I mean, results. It doesn't yeah. Yeah. You couldn't hold people you're up gonna for two days. You're going to find out two days later and you're already on the flight and you're already over in Europe and you're positive. That's not going to help anybody. Well, I mean, I you, mean uh, I, obviously I you could quarantine point, people uh, who have arrived in your country and test positive. But Yes. And remember, I mean, as you said, this is done with younger people. And younger people are the are seem to be even with the variants right now they seem to be the most vulnerable only because they are the ones who are lagging behind in the um priority list of people getting vaccines that's so people right over 65 are a lot of them are done yeah and whether they're going in any place or not is is maybe even irrelevant at this point but if you're young and you're moving around or like the kids on the beach at uh, spring break in florida and everywhere else i mean you know that yeah. kind of thing um they're, not, they're, they're pretty much it over other, it so. I, yeah i think they're over it i think they've decided this thing is we're sick and tired of this uh of being locked down and we yeah. just can't take it anymore we're, we're seeing uh the the infection rates coming down so let's just relax a little bit. Well, talk to the virus. All right. This next survey comes from Study Finds. They uh, polled 2,000 people uh, about their time in quarantine. And it seems mm -hmm. pretty logical that many of them found some new vocations while they were uh, locked down. According to the results, nearly 60% of people improved their hobby skills during the pandemic. So if you're a painter, you're a better painter now. If you're a if you're a jigsaw puzzle maker, I guess you're better at that too. Um, but the but the upshot of this and the impressive part is that twenty five percent of those respondents said they're already making money off their newfound talent. How about that? People have turned their talents mm -hmm. into money makers during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about okay. you? What, what what are you making puppets? Have you been? Have you even considered making puppets 
so that you... I have, well, I have thought of putting salmonella to work. <laughs> I have a few ideas for that, but I don't know that I have the... Salmonella, uh, for those who don't, who don't know, is your, is your puppet friend. Oh, she's my witch puppet. She's your witch a, puppet. With really, not on this podcast, but she does have a potty mouth. There you go. <laughs> well, listen, you, you you also you teach a you teach a class in a re- readers theater class, and and mm-hmm. the, the uh, but but I wouldn't call that a vocation. That's more of a or an avocation. That's more of a that's that was already a sort of a money making procedure, um, but. Not much. I, I'm impressed. With, <laughs> I'm impressed with people who have, you know, they loved cookie making cookies or or, or or muffins or something, and then they turned it into a business during the pandemic. Got to hand it to those uh, people. I can't turn my cooking skills into a, a into a business. Everybody knows how to boil water, put pasta in, and toss it with something healthy. Um, I, cheese toast probably won't cut it. You know, put a piece of cheese on a cracker and stick it in the microwave <laughs> for a couple of seconds. Uh, it's not a job. You're not going to make really. any. No, you'll not. You'll yeah, never make a dime off of that. I don't see a lot of income uh, stream there. Mm-mm. Some of the so things. I did lose. I, I will say this though. Wait a minute. I I did learn Zoom. I didn't know Zoom before, and even though I had to replace my computer because my Mine died in, I don't know, the fall, and I had to replace it or I wouldn't have been able to, you know, do anything about a, a job or something potential or, or all the other stuff that we depend on uh, the Internet for. Um, I did learn Zoom, yeah. and uh, I have done that with friends, which is nice, but it also allowed me to um, teach the class because uh, we tried it on Zoom. Some of the folks did not like it because they don't like Zoom. Uh, I picked up another place that they have eight to ten people every week. And even with masks and distancing and all the, the challenges of the technology there, um, it's a good class. And but the so, key is you, know, you learn something new. You learn something new. Yes. And you you right. you applied it to a money-making venture, which I think is really what yeah. a lot Not of these people... Not big money, but a little petty under, cash on the side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, yeah, a little flow. People are, other people are using their skills for online tutoring or teaching, just like you. Some are upscaling furniture. Uh, some are doing photography, jewelry making, catering or baking, and virtual assisting or consulting, which which all good things to do mm-hmm. and things they learned to do during the pandemic, but they have turned it into a side business. And many are saying that they they may continue this on after the pandemic is over. They may skip their regular nine to yeah. five and use their... Well, I think people like the fact that they don't have to commute. Yeah. As I said, they don't have to commute somewhere. I mean, even though you want to get out, then once you get out, you realize you're now behind the wheel of a car, you're spending money on gas, you're wearing out your car, and mostly you're sitting in traffic in many places. Yeah. All that goes away when you're working from home. And if you're doing your own thing and you're starting your own business, chances are that's exactly what you're doing. Uh, yeah, working from home, uh, there's a lot of advantages, I'll tell you that. Even though we complain about the, the, the feeling of the lockdown and the lack of social interaction, the lack of driving uh, is great. And you don't have to wear We're pants. Americans. We complain. We're but, Americans. That's We complain. That's what we do. That's I our know. job. Life is pretty easy for us, and yet we always have to find something to complain about. Yeah. As I was saying, yeah. you can— I mean, no, things are tough. Yeah. I don't mean to be flip about that. Uh, everybody is experiencing this on, on – there are different levels of experiencing this. Good sure. point. Yeah, we're, we're, we're lucky in that we have easy access to our Internet providers and we have a place mm-hmm. we can set up a camera and we have a quiet room and all that. There are many people who are crowded. Don't have any of that. Yeah, and so all of that just doesn't work so easily. So you're right. You're okay. absolutely right. Thank you for 
for remembering that uh, we are the lucky. We are the lucky ones. Yeah. That's what I'm here for, Bob. <laughs> Thank you for, for doing that. <laughs> um, speaking of surveys, our next survey um, is about uh, pets. And I'll bet you you've used your, well, you don't use your smartphone. You don't really have a smartphone. So you don't I have do a this. flip phone You have still. a flip phone. I'm starting to feel the pressure, though because my carrier is no longer going to support um, yeah, whatever it's 3G or I don't know. What I was going to say, we got to gotta put a GoFundMe together or something and buy you a, a phone. <laughs> uh, I viewers, have something in mind. If you have an old phone and you can send it in to Susan. No, no, no. I've got, I actually have an old smartphone, but it's really yeah, old. It was from the, um, yeah, no, no, no. That was yeah. like one of the original smartphones. You know, yeah, no, yeah, I think you, yeah, I, no. I think it's worth it to get. Listen, you can buy an Android phone for, 50 bucks so it's not a big expense so let's let's okay. we'll figure well, that I'll, out I'll depend on you yeah we'll figure that out yeah we'll get we'll you in. We'll get i got a few you. other ideas in mind i i suggested i was going for to my girlfriends i said i was going to buy a jitterbug no don't buy it i can't it. No. tell you what they said yeah well they said something like that but it was a little more direct uh you know listen we all have our shortcomings and you're 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 not the strongest in the world of of tech and tech savvy don't stuff. say that i am i was about to, let me qualify let me qualify that i was about to say you're, you you're not the strongest in the world of technology but you have come so far in the last year um you're amazing now look at you you're you're talking to me on zoom you're you've got I'm a headset in your ear you've got mm -hmm. you you know how to navigate your the settings on your macbook I mean, listen, listen, it's impressive. Yesterday, was it yesterday? It was, it was two days ago. I did a Zoom that I hadn't with, with people I hadn't seen in 40 or 50 years. Oh it was God. my college sorority. And there were, wasn't everybody, obviously, but there were 18 of us on. I did not host it. Somebody else did. And I saw some sisters I hadn't seen in forever. Um, and it was fun. Yeah. And also, I have to say. How I did they do with I, the technology? Were they as savvy well, as you? Well, this is interesting. Because some of them were good. One. <laughs> a couple of them every time there was one every time she talked god love her but you know it was all of a sudden you could see her mic had a red line through it and we had to say no take your mic off, off mute you're you're on mute and she'd be yeah yeah you know. yeah so yeah. then she got it and then there were a couple who one of them i said to her you know me in the shot compose the shot okay yeah, yeah. I, I don't like shots that where people do this yeah <laughs> you can see my do you like my ceiling you know yeah and i'm yeah. thinking all you have to do is tilt the screen and i'm always doing compose the shot with people and i'm annoying with that but i'm going to do it until everybody figures out that you should be somewhere in the middle somewhere and it shouldn't be showing you know your dirty underwear hanging on the, the on the on the railing in the back right. or something. Your dirty under, that's not my dirty underwear. Those are masks drawing. But um, <laughs> I wasn't uh, suggesting that you had dirty but, underwear back there. By no, the way, I want to be clear. You you said you had pants on a couple of podcasts ago, so I want to be clear about that. Um, I just think that if you're going to see something, you know. Um, Especially if it's not the books. Yeah, no, everybody I get it. Does, get Everybody's got books. books in the background. Uh, we know you don't live in a library. And we know you didn't read them all. We're talking about smartphones You're because not fooling anyone. Because this new survey uh, uh, indicates that more than a third, thirty-five percent of people confess confess that they're using their smartphones to take pictures of their dog, of course, and they 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 use it to take their dog pictures more than they use it to take pictures of their own children. Uh, so really, this isn't so much a story about smartphones as it is an obsession with dogs. Um, and and I mention that because I think if you had a smartphone and you're a cat lover, your cat would have been 
the subject of hundreds and hundreds of of little snapshots, don't you think? Had you I been... took some selfies on my flip phone. I wasn't even sure it would come out, but I just kept snapping until I got something I liked and deleted all the other ones, which, of course, that's the beauty of having a, you know, yeah, you a, can get a rid camera of the rest. that is in this day and age. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I took all those wonderful pictures. You didn't see the 25 I deleted. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I can see it totally, totally. If I had a dog, I would do it. If I had a cat, I would do it. If I had a smartphone, I would do it. And probably I would do it more than um, take everybody else at this point. 52%. Especially because if you're... If you're living at home with somebody and you're one-on-one and it's been one-on-one for the most part, depending, let's say you were super careful, okay? And a lot of people have been. And you're home with one person, okay? I've had more than one person say to me, I won't say who or where or what, say, she or he is driving me nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like if you're alone, you're alone. And if you're with somebody, you're never alone. You're never alone. So you got to take pictures of them. Uh, well, the one you want to take phone. pictures of is the dog. The dog, you, yeah. 52% the of the owners has. took more selfies with their pet than their other half, which is logical. Uh, 37%, to your point about being too much closeness at home, you're sick of the other half. Yeah, why don't I take a picture of you? I see you 24-7. Right. Take a picture of the dog instead. 37% truly believe their pooch loves to have their picture taken. I don't think I don't dogs, know. cats, or any other animal knows whether they're having their picture taken or not. So that's just... They don't give a... No, you no. Know, but if there's a treat at the end of it, then yes, they'll get it. <laughs> That's all in their head. And if I'll do this, I'll get that. 16% of these people believe that their, their pet puts on a special selfie face when their picture's being taken. All right, these are people who've been inside too long. <laughs> yes, They I need think. the hobby. Go get something to do. Read a book. Shut off the TV. Do something, or put the TV on. I don't know, but this is this is a severe. Yeah, problem it's for, I silly. Guess, I mean, people. many of these owners believe they can tell when their pet is laughing or smiling for the photo. No, I mean dogs can't move. What cats? Cats can't smile. Dogs can't smile. It's I don't know where they're getting. You know what? I see a. I used to see a smile on Benson, and I wondered if it was because when I adopted him, somebody had taken all his teeth out. I assume maybe he needed it. I hope that was the reason. Um, people always ask me why, and I said I don't know, and I don't think he told them when he walked into the Humane Society. But um, yeah. I, he was, you know, and I thought maybe it's because. You know, maybe he's smiling because there's less space between the t- upper and the lower jaw. I don't know. But he always looked like he was, you know. It happy. is cute to see a dog who kind of has a permanent smile on his face. Just by the mm. structure of the face, it's sort of a curved up on the sides. Makes a, It's pretty cute. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, 66% of people said they formed a really close bond with their dogs during the COVID, lo- COVID I'm sure. lockdowns. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of places, a lot of humane societies and animal shelters uh, have very few pets for adoption right now. Yeah, people uh, decided during the lockdown uh, that they would adopt a pet, and they yeah. that helped yeah. them get through it, I bet you. Mm-hmm. I bet it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, our next survey today comes from Best Life bestlifeonline.com. I like this website. They've got a lot of interesting stuff there. Um, One of their uh, items featured a new personality survey conducted by YouGov. They asked 2,242 U.S. adults to identify the words they would most likely use to describe themselves. Um, And honestly, they're kind of they're kind of kind of boring. Number... (laughs) I'm going to count them down for you. Count them down for you. See if uh, you identify with any of these. Five percent said they were they they would call themselves unfriendly. No, I'm not unfriendly. Fourteen percent called themselves carefree. Yeah. 
19% called themselves impulsive. Uh, no, I don't think I'm impulsive. I think at some point, maybe uh, every now and then about something, I, you know, does it count if you're in the grocery store and you decide to get a bag of, um, you know, uh, Milky Ways? That would be impulsive for me. That's it. <laughs> That's as impulsive as I get. 32% said they are emotional. Um, mm, no, I don't know. 37% uh, refer to themselves as open. I think yeah, all I'm people, open. Yeah, people like to say that. Uh, 43% said they're private. Sometimes I am. About certain things, I'm private. 51% call themselves logical. I like to think I am. I like to think I am, too. I think I'm very logical. <laughs> I might ask my friends and see what they say. But no, yeah. actually, I, I think, and I think as we get older and wiser, uh, .com or otherwise, that you you do think things through because you know from experience that when you didn't, there was some price to pay and you thought, had I only thought this through before I jumped or was impulsive, yeah. then... I might not have done whatever. It, it does change with age, doesn't it? I, I think yes, it of does. myself. I, I agree. I would have added analytical in there somewhere. I, I think of myself that way now, but in my twenties no. and thirties, I was not at all. Okay. Life okay. has changed a little bit that way. Fifty-seven percent said they are careful. I'm that. I'm totally yeah, I careful. Am too. too careful. I am. Probably sometimes. too. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a personality flaw in some ways on my part. Well. Again, it depends on your circumstance. Yeah. depends on what you're careful about, right. you know? Uh, 67% uh, refer to themselves as thoughtful, of course. As what? Thoughtful. Oh, thoughtful. Yeah, I I, well, like I try to, to be. We'd like to you know? be. Yeah. The, the, interestingly, the number one response, the number one thing people use is the word that they would use to describe themselves is happy. That's funny. In a way, it's very surprising because yes. of the fact that there's so much unhappiness and so much, you know, to call them to the fact that the number one thing you think of yourself is, is it happy? I think that's kind of impressive. Seventy nine percent said that. Hmm. Amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I wonder if the people who said that are also more talkative than the others. Talkative is not on the list, and that's the one I would have used about me. I well, you could even pick your own word. I think I would have. That's I would word. have added a few. I would have. <clears throat> I would have picked cantankerous because I, I want on that for sure. Hmm. Um, persnickety. I'm a little that sometimes. Persnickety and cantankerous. Are these things that you came up with or your wife told you you are after being at home with you so so much in the last year? No, I came up with them. I'm willing to admit my flaws. I mean, I think okay. that's 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 yeah. good. All right, so honesty. Honesty is one that should have been honest. on the list. Yeah, so. you're honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, listen, we're out of time today, uh, but as we go, uh, we want uh, Susan's uh, final thought for the day. What is it, Susan? Golly, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, maybe know yourself. Very good. Hey, folks, thanks for listening today. Uh, be sure and follow us on whatever podcast platform you prefer. And for all the stuff that matters when you're 50 plus, visit us at olderandwiser.com. You'll find our video. If you're listening online, you'll you'll be able to see us, uh, see the video version of this at olderandwiser.com. Anyway. Compose your shots. Compose your shots, and we'll see you next time.